0: You're listening to Kindful, the podcast. I'm Hannah. I'm a certified meditation and mindfulness teacher, as well as a creative and a lifelong seeker. This podcast is designed to inspire a new way of being, living in the moment with more ease and alignment with our true selves. I'm on a wild journey of self-discovery and love, and I'm here to share that journey with you with all of the tools, tips, and lessons I learn along the way. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to get into today's episode and I really hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing well today. I'm really excited and yeah, really excited about this topic, about this episode today because it's something I've wanted to talk about for a long time I feel very strongly about this topic. I've got a lot of opinions. So, yeah, let's get into it. I'm recording on my phone once again. It's so funny. I got my laptop back from repair from Apple a couple of weeks ago, but I've just kind of kept recording on my phone and I probably probably won't keep doing that. I'll probably get back into the swing of using my proper microphone and setup, but It's felt really natural to just be able to pick up my phone and open up the voice notes recorder and just start talking and just like have a conversation with you. It's felt really natural to do that. And I think personally that the quality is not that much different to using the proper microphone. I don't know, maybe it sounds different to you as a listener. You're always welcome to leave me feedback or to let me know what you think and share your thoughts. But yeah, it's kind of nice to just be able to open up my voice recorder and and hit record and just be like, hey, here I am. And you know, it's funny. It, I was talking to Alex before about my social media, about my presence on social media, where I want to be, how I want to show up on social media, what platforms I want to be on what kind of content I want to be creating. And we were talking about the podcast being one of the forms of content that I'm creating and one of the platforms that I'm on. And I was saying how, I mean, ideally down the track, I'd love to be able to upload these as videos to YouTube because I do have a YouTube channel for Kindful, which is Well, we'll get into it. This is what this topic is all about. This conversation is all about social media. But I ideally would love to have a YouTube, a place on YouTube for me to upload these episodes where I can also have the video so you can see me talking if you want to watch it in that way. That's sort of what I was thinking about doing down the track. And I said to Alex, like, I don't feel like doing it right now because right now that feels like a barrier for me to creating the podcast because at the moment I feel like I'm in a really good groove where I can just pick up my phone and hit record and start talking and it feels easy, it feels simple and I'm really in the process of trying to simplify my life as much as possible so that these things don't have to feel like an effort, they don't have to feel like they're forced, they don't have to feel like something that I have to kind of pump myself up to do to record a podcast. I just want it to feel natural. I want everything that I'm creating to feel natural. And this is really something that I'm learning and discovering about myself is that when things feel naturally, when they come to me naturally, things flow and it just feels so much more easeful. And it feels like I'm able to do the work that I want to be doing in a way that feels yeah, natural. I just keep going back to this idea of natural. So for me right now, having to set up the camera and make sure it's in the right angle and make sure that it all looks nice for YouTube. It just feels like too much effort right now and that's okay. I think maybe that's something I can want to do down the track but for right now I just feel like I want to do it in the most easeful, simple way possible. So that was a very long-winded intro. Let's pause and take a nice slow breath and ground ourselves and center ourselves. And this is really what the breath is such a powerful tool and is really helpful at doing for us, is to ground us into the present. The breath is our natural stress reliever. It's an entry point into the present moment because it's something that is always with us. We have our breath with us from... The moment we take our first breath to the moment we take our last. And this is why it's often used in meditation and mindfulness as a tool to anchor us in the present moment, because it is something that we can always come back to. We can always come back to our breath. We can always pause, check in with our breath. And the breath is also our natural stress reliever. So, By taking deep conscious breaths or mindful breaths, we can send a clear message to our nervous system that we're safe and that we're okay. You know, this is why they say, take a deep breath if you're feeling overwhelmed, or this is why breathing techniques are often used to help with stress and anxiety and overwhelm. Although it's really important to note that sometimes the breath can be uncomfortable to focus on. Sometimes it can feel uncomfortable to focus on our breath. And this is often related to anxiety. If we're someone who experiences anxiety or in the past we've experienced anxiety or panic attacks, we can sometimes find it uncomfortable to focus on the breath. So it's just important to acknowledge that as well. It's, it's a tool, but it's not the only tool. There's lots and lots of tools to help you to calm, feel more calm to ground yourself back into the present. And so this conversation is not about the breath. I'm sure I will talk about the breath another time, but today I want to talk about social media. <sighs> we all, most of us, I think, interact with social media in some way or another. And I have a love-hate relationship with social media. <laughs> I love social media in that it has enabled me to do so many different things. It has offered me so many opportunities. It's really how I first started putting myself out there creatively and sharing different creative ideas and inspiration. If you've been following me for a while or you know my, my backstory, I actually started out with a blog that was called The Nail Trail. Back in 2009, I think it was, I started the Nail Trail and then a friend suggested that I get on this brand new platform called Instagram. And I don't know what year it was. I think maybe 2012. I, I really don't know uh, when I joined Instagram, but that is really where my social media presence began. And I loved it because it was this really strange way of interacting with people and connecting with people. And I remember posting my very first post on Instagram. And this is wild (laughs) to think back. I remember being like, who are these people? Who are these people that are finding me here that have seen this post and that have liked it? Like, where are they coming from? And so I kind of got addicted from that point on where I was just like fascinated with this idea that I could create art And share that art on this random platform and have these random people all across the world discover me. And my following grew really quickly. I don't remember exactly how quick or how it happened, but I remember getting 100,000 followers. That was like the biggest thing ever, to get 100,000 followers on Instagram. And it happened really quickly for me. And my audience grew really, really quickly. And then I started getting requests to go to move over to YouTube. So I did. I created a YouTube channel, and I think this was 2014 by this stage. And people wanted me to create nail art tutorials. And I have to go back to the fact this is, I think, really important to note here that I loved nail art. It was not something, though, that I ever set out to create. You know, I never set out to be a nail artist. It was just something that I really enjoyed doing. I actually enjoyed just painting my nails. That was something that I, and to go even further back, I started painting my nails because I was someone who always had to be busy. I was always having to do something. I was constantly doing, 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 constantly busy. And I was really stressed. I was really stressed. And I was carrying this story around with me that, I'm so stressed. Life is stressful. Stress, stress, stress. And so I started painting my nails as a way to slow down, as a way to, I didn't realise it at the time, but as a way to be more mindful, as a way to relieve some of that stress. And I can see now how painting your nails is such a mindful activity because it forces you to focus your attention on what you're doing because it's very precise, you know, making sure that you paint your nails and doing little beautiful nail art designs. It's very precise. It's a very fine art and it's a very small canvas that you're painting on. And so it forced me to focus my attention and it also forces you to slow down because you can't do anything else while you're painting your nails. You can't touch anything else when you've got wet nails. You can't be, I mean, apart from like, Watching a movie or watching something in the background or listening to a podcast, which is what I do now when I'm painting my nails, I'm often listening to something or, yeah, doing something, having something on in the background. But you cannot actually physically be doing anything else because you've got wet nails, it forces you to slow down. And so I can see now that this was a very mindful activity. And anyway, going back to how the nail art all began, I just one day started playing with creating a nail design. And I remember the very first nail design that I did, it was these little fish, little fishies, you can probably Google it, like the nail trail fish nail art, and it will probably come up with something. I have to do that myself. But yeah, that's how I started doing nail art random, totally random. I never set out for it to be anything. I never intended for it to take off. I never intended it for it to even become a part of who I am or my career or anything. It was just this random interest that I had on the side. And so that then led me to creating nail art tutorials on YouTube. And then again, my YouTube kind of took off. It grew really quickly. And over the years, I don't know how long it took me, but I eventually hit 100,000 YouTube subscribers, which was such a big deal as well. Because when you hit 100,000 YouTube subscribers, you get a plaque, they send you a plaque in the mail. And it's really cool. And it's just like a really big achievement. And I can see now as I'm talking about this, how there's such a big focus on subscribers, followers, likes, like you can get so caught up in the game the game of wanting to get more, more, more. And none of this was, I was not intending to try and it wasn't from like an egoic place. I wasn't trying to, you know, pump up my ego and feel better about myself because I had a certain number of followers or subscribers. No, it was really, it was just for, It was coming from a place of loving what I did, loving creating, loving putting things out there, loving sharing, loving connecting with other people, loving what it was that I was doing and seeing the impact that that was having on other people, seeing how other people felt inspired as well and other people felt inspired to create their own nail art designs and to recreate what I was sharing and to try new things and to express themselves and this is really what I've been able to see now as I look back on this whole journey this very long journey of content creation for me it's been over a decade that I've been on social media creating content since that first time I posted on Instagram I can see how this has become such a big part of who I am And it's become such a big part of my journey, this creative self expression. And this is something that is really obvious in my human design chart. If you have listened to some of my previous episodes, you would have heard me go on and on about human design and how much of an impact it's had on my life. And I've recorded a whole podcast episode on this if you want to go back and listen to it. But It's really so evident how much of a big part of my identity and who I am and how I show up and create and express myself, this creative self-expression, sharing inspiration, sharing ideas, sharing different ways that we can express ourselves and express the things that we love to do. And so it's all come from a really genuine, really pure, really artistic, really creative place and there's nothing wrong with that. But somewhere along the line, I found myself getting caught up in this trap of social media. And it really is a trap. It's a trap for creators and it's a trap for consumers. It's a trap for the people who are putting things out there and creating and sharing. And it's a, people, it's a trap for people who are consuming, which is arguably most of the world. I would say most people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people have some kind of interaction with social media, even if we don't subscribe to these, all the different platforms and you're not a part of it, you know, so, so many of us are impacted by social media or use social media in some way or another, which is what I really want to talk about today, because I feel like. I've had to go on this journey and it's taken me a long time to realize just how unhealthy some of these platforms can be in how we feel about ourselves and how we feel about our self-worth. So like I was saying, it's it was a really exciting kind of game to be a part of, seeing the progress that I was making. And I suppose that really is why we get ca- can get caught up in numbers. I'm talking from the perspective of a, a content creator here, but the numbers are so measurable. It's a measure measure of the amount of people that we're reaching and the amount of impact that we're having. And I really want to reframe impact here because impact isn't something that we can measure. Impact is we can never know how many people we are impacting. This is something that Nikki, my human design teacher, really taught me, really helped me to understand, is that there is absolutely no way we can know how many people that we impact. So sure, there can be numbers like a a video getting 100,000 views or likes or whatever it is, and these are numbers that can tell us some kind of, uh, what's it called... Vanity metric, but we can't actually know the kind of impact that that message, that piece of content, that whatever it is, podcast episode, we can't really measure the impact that that has on someone and their life and their life and their and what it is that they then take from that content that they're consuming and. So this is why it's such a trap when we tie our sense of self-worth to what it is that we see on social media, whether that's as a creator, whether you're tying your sense of self-worth to the number of followers you have or the number of likes and views and all these vanity metrics, or whether you as a consumer are tying your sense of self-worth to what you see on social media, other people's lives, comparing your life to other people. I'm just going to pause here for a sec because there's a lot of noises happening in my background. There's some kind of drilling happening in the apartment and I just want to pause for a second and have some water and let that sink in. I'm sorry if you can hear the sounds in the background. I'm just going to keep going because something about where we live, it's It's pretty noisy and it gets, it gets on my nerves. I hate noise. I like silence. I really like peace and silence and quiet, but I can't just wait until there's no, no noises around because I'll be waiting forever. So we're going to keep going, but I just want to have a look at some of the notes that I wrote because yeah, I wanted to talk about tying our sense of self-worth to what we see on social media. And this is something that has shown up for me so much because what happened so like I was going back to my journey where I was on social media I I found after a while of creating nail art content on Instagram again remembering that this is not something that I ever intentionally set out to do it just kind of happened it just so happened that I had this hobby of painting my nails and then trying to learn and teach myself I really taught myself how to do nail designs and how to create nail art. And oh, I'm getting distracted by the sounds in the background. Sorry. I've just completely lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So I found after a while that I kind of lost the passion for it. I really love doing creating nail art and creating these different nail designs and sharing it online with all my amazing, wonderful, supportive followers. But after a while, I just found like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to purely be someone who creates nail art designs. I don't want to purely be a nail art account because I feel like there's more that I want to share. I have so many interests. I think we all do. We all, whether or not we have so many quote unquote, hobbies. We're not, you know, we're human beings who are interested in a whole lot of different things. We can't be one thing. And I felt really limited by that. I felt really boxed into this one niche of nail art and nails. And I'd even boxed myself in with the name, The Nail Trail. Because again, I never really set out to I never realized just how big this thing could become. And I never realized that I would get to a point where I'm like, I don't want to just create nail designs. I want to be more than that. I want to share more of who I am and express more of who I am. And so I started to do that. I started to, I first of all changed my name on Instagram to my name, Hannah Weir. I changed the account name and I started to share different things that I liked and that I was into. And what happened was that inevitably people lost interest because a lot of people probably just followed me for nails and that's okay. But what happened is that I took that really personally. I took it to mean that what I was sharing wasn't valuable and I took it to mean that who I am as a person isn't valuable. And I took it to mean that I wasn't enough because these people were losing interest these people were unfollowing i really really took that personally and the same sort of thing happened on youtube i didn't so much lose followers but i i mean i probably did <laughs> people probably unsubscribed but my engagement went down it just really dropped and i mean i also went through a really tough period in the coming years after this all happened i You know, the relationship that I was in fell apart, the marriage I was in fell apart and I went through a miscarriage and I really went through an identity crisis as well because I had to, through that period, I had to look at every aspect of my life and look at, you know, I realised so much of how I was living was out of alignment with who I am And I didn't even really know who I was. I was in the process of rediscovering who I was and still am. You know, this is a forever journey. But I really took that hard. I really took it to mean that my who I was as a person wasn't valuable because these people who I don't even know, these strangers on the internet, didn't want to follow me anymore. And it sounds ridiculous. I know it does. But... You can see how it's so easy to get caught up in this world of validation. That's really what it is. It's seeking validation through numbers, through likes, telling people, having other people tell me that what I am creating is amazing and therefore who I am as a person is amazing. And I've come to realize that the only person we can get that validation from is ourselves. Nobody else can tell you that you're, I mean, people can tell you you're amazing, you're creative, you're such an inspiration, you've got a gift for this, you're a natural, all these things that we love to hear that are, that I love to hear, that I really wanted to hear. Other people can tell me that, but unless I really feel that in my bones and I really believe that, I'm not going to be able to receive that and I'm going to be constantly searching for that outside of me I'm going to be constantly seeking that validation wanting other people to tell me how good I am because I don't feel good inside I had really low self-worth I just want to say this like I had bottom of the bottom self-worth and that's really I can say it now with confidence because I feel like my sense of self-worth I've been working on for many many years but Where I was at when, before my marriage ended at that, the lowest point I remember when it was, it was the start of 2019 and I had really low self-worth. And so I set the intention at the start of that year, I'm going to work on my self-worth. I don't know where that came from. Maybe it just came from a place of feeling fed up with feeling so unworthy But I set that intention at the start of 2019 and I can see, again, looking back, we can always see looking back on our lives, the patterns, how things kind of, we can connect the dots, you know, looking back, but we can't always do it when we're in it. But now I can see the path that I went on. I did some hypnotherapy. I found a hypnotherapist who was amazing and really supportive with that beginning that process I started doing yoga and reconnecting with myself and my body I found I discovered a confidence coach and her husband who was uh, a meditation teacher and also did does shamanic work and that was really supportive I joined a gym where I started to work on my body and taking care of my body and then I uh, Ultimately, built up the confidence to leave a really toxic relationship. And so it was a process. It was a process. And I, I know this conversation is about social media, but what it's really about underneath is self worth and how we tie our sense of self worth to things on social media or how we compare ourselves to other people. And then that leads to us feeling a sense of inadequacy and a sense, a lack of self worth. So it's been a real process for me to get to this point now where I can look back and be like, I was at a really low point and I had really low self-worth. But we don't have to live that way. We don't have to, we don't have to feel inadequate. And it is possible to build up our self-worth. And it will take time and it is a process. So we really need to be kind and gentle with ourselves. But how this relates back to social media is that I think we need to take a really good look at the relationship that we have with social media and with these platforms. And we need to assess how much power they have over how we feel about ourselves. And this isn't just for creators like myself. We can all fall into the trap of comparing ourselves and comparing our lives to others on social media So it's up to us to find new ways to relate to these tools and to see them as just that. They're tools that can help us to connect with others. And there's so many amazing things that these platforms and these tools can do. But we can't afford to use them at the cost of losing that connection with ourselves. We just cannot afford to let these platforms and these tools have so much power over us. So now I'm in a place where I really want to be intentional with how I use social media, how I consume social media, but also how I use it as a creator. Because the other thing that I've noticed is that there is just so much content out there. I mean, you only just have to open up Instagram and open up Reels and it is just like an endless, endless, endless supply of social media content. And I can also see, as I'm saying this, I can also see how my nail art inspiration and creativity and content and drive to create that kind of content had an expiry. There's a bottomless pit of people out there creating content and that in one way is a great thing because it means that people are out there expressing themselves. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but there there is just, there's no end point. And so as a creator, I, like I said, I got to this point. I just couldn't keep doing that. I just couldn't keep going down that path. I wanted my content to be more meaningful to me. I'm not saying that again, creating beautiful nail art is not meaningful, but there was more that I wanted to share. And I'm noticing that there's so much content out there that does not have real substance to it. And I don't say this with judgment. I really don't want to come across and I really don't want to judge other creators because I know they're just out there on their own creative journey like I've been on. But I think it's so important as creatives and creators and we are all in a way creators because if we have some kind of a social media presence that we post on we're all creators because we're all putting things out there and contributing to what what is out there on the internet but I think if we're doing that we have to be really it's so important for us to be intentional with what it is that we put out there and to ask ourselves, why am I doing this? Am I doing this for validation? Am I doing this to have people tell me how good I am or how good my life is? Or am I doing it from a really pure place because I just have this beautiful thing that I want to share? And it doesn't have to be a beautiful thing. It can be a message or a quote or a, whatever it is. It can be just a photo of something that, you're, that makes you happy and that you enjoy. And again, there's nothing wrong with wanting to share that. That's what these platforms were designed for in the first place. That's what they're intended for. But can we check in with ourselves before we go to post? What am I doing this for? Is it just because I just want to put it out there and share or for my own memory to capture that moment? Or is it because I'm wanting some sort of validation from this? Because going back to what I said before, the only person who can validate us is ourselves the only person who can tell us if we, if we really want to feel validated, if we really want to feel recognized. We need to do that for ourselves first. We need to recognize ourselves first. And this has been, this has been the journey that I've been on and I'm still in the process of it. I still have to check in with myself. This is only recent as well. I've only come to this perspective really recently where I'm like, I just do not want to care anymore about numbers, I don't want to care about how many people see this. I want to only post things because I feel like it's something that first of all I'm proud of and that I love and that I think others then can benefit from by me sharing it. And I think we also need to be really intentional about how we consume social media. So how are we consuming information? Because the other thing that's happening when we're on social media We're being programmed and conditioned by other people's thoughts, beliefs, lives, what other people are doing. We're constantly being conditioned through every interaction we have with other people. Like it's inevitable. I don't say it's necessarily a bad thing. And there's a lot of really good, helpful information out there, but this is where we as consumers need to be. We need to discern what is helpful to us, what is supportive to us on our journey, what information is going to help us to live a more aligned, more authentic, more intentional life for us. And so we need to choose who we subscribe to, who we follow. And the same goes for emails, the people that we sign up to emails, the courses that we do, the workshops we enroll in, all these different things that we can, all these different ways in which we can consume information. We need to choose what feels right, and authentic to us. And also how we want to use these tools and these platforms and how much time we want to spend on them. I think this is another thing that we can be really intentional with is there's nothing wrong with wanting to be on Instagram and scroll or on TikTok and scroll again. I don't say any of this with judgment because I'm the same. I'm a consumer as well. But can we have some kind of time limits or ways in which we set boundaries for ourselves because like I said before there is just a bottomless pit of content on social media now on TikTok on Instagram on YouTube like there is so much stuff out there there's no end point to when we can finish consuming or we will never ever be able to consume everything that's out there so we need to be intentional with how much time energy and attention we give these things because otherwise they will control us. If we don't learn how to have boundaries around these things and to have limits for how we use them, then they will control us. Let's take a nice deep breath. I've gone on a massive rant just now. That was not a deep breath for me. I'm going to do that again. I'm just trying to... I'm trying to talk more freely and not, like, filter myself. (laughs) I just want to be really honest and authentic in these conversations. And so I hope that's coming across. I hope you're able to receive it in that way. But I also do kind of like to write out a little bit about when I, what I want to say. So I'm just going to ch- quickly check my notes again one more time. <laughs> I've written, why on earth are we letting these things define how we feel about ourselves? Nothing outside of us should determine our sense of self-worth, whether or not we feel good about ourselves. Yeah. I've written, I have a little excerpt here. It's taking me years of feeling embarrassed, ashamed and unworthy on this platform, and I'm referring to Instagram here, to bring me to this perspective. I'm determined to heal the relationship I have with this platform, so I'm going to be sharing more of who I am and what I love here moving forward. So this was from a caption that I wrote the other day on an Instagram reel, because I've had a really really turbulent relationship with Instagram because I do feel grateful for the platform. I do feel like it's really served a purpose for me and I do feel like it's been, it is a powerful tool just like TikTok and YouTube and all the other platforms out there. They do serve a purpose. They are helpful for, I think they can do amazing things for helping people to get their messages out there, to spread information, to share wisdom and knowledge, to share good causes to get behind, charities, businesses, small businesses that are doing incredible things. But again, what is the consciousness behind these, how we are sharing and how we are using these platforms? And so I do have a great sense of gratitude to towards social media because it's really opened up so many opportunities for me. I mean, really all of the work that I'm doing now and the work that I aspire to be doing in the future is all related to social media and social media is such a powerful tool to help me to to do this work that I want to do which ultimately is only because I really want to help people like that's genuinely my intention is to help to share new ways of being and new ways of living that involve more ease and more peace and presence and mindfulness and meditation and living more slowly and intentionally which i think is a wonderful thing that can really benefit a lot of people but yeah like i said i have had this turbulent relationship because i have got caught up in the trap i'm just going to have to admit that to myself because that's what happened is that i got caught up in the trap and i did for so many years feel completely enslaved to the platform and consumed by this need for validation and I just don't want to do that anymore so I'm now wanting to use these platforms as a way to express and share parts of myself and my life and my heart but I don't want to do that at the cost of my self-worth ever again and so I hope that today's conversation has helped to just open up a conversation around using these platforms in a different way, changing the way that we use and relate to social media and finding new ways to relate to social media that are more supportive and more helpful and can really help us to, to, to get the most out of it, to get the best things out of it without... Um, sacrificing our time and who we are and our sense of self-worth so I hope that today's conversation has been helpful and interesting and I hope that it's made sense and I hope that it's helped you to see things from a different perspective and maybe to think about reflect on how you use social media and how social media uses you and that's okay there's nothing wrong with you know, we don't have to judge ourselves for using it in a way that we don't want to be and we can just let some of that judgment go and then maybe set some intentions for how we want to move forward. As always, we have the opportunity in any moment to start again, to come back to ourselves, to check in with ourselves and check in with what feels true and authentic to us and to move forward with intention and love. So I'm sending you so much love and I can't wait to chat to you next week. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it and got some value from it. If you did, please feel free to share this with your friends and your loved ones and anyone who may need to hear it. I hope this episode brought you some calm amongst the chaos of life and reminded you just how worthy, important and loved you are exactly as you are in this moment. Thank you so much for being here and for being you. There is no one else just like you. So I am so grateful to have you here and I look forward to speaking with you in my next episode. Bye for now.